This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a safe place. A place where we can feel free sharing our feelings. Think of my office as a nest and a tree of trust and understanding. We can say anything. Anything. This is Dirt and Sprague. Deep down, I'm, I'm feeling a little confused. I mean, suddenly you get married and you're supposed to be this entirely different guy. I don't, I don't, I don't feel different. With Andy Dirt Johnson. I had to look over at a certain point during the meal and see a, a waitress taking an order. And, uh, and I found myself wondering uh, what color her underpants might be. Her panties. And Brendan Sprague. Odds are they're probably basic white cotton underpants but I, I started to think maybe they're silk panties maybe maybe it's maybe it's a thong maybe it's something really cool that i don't even know about you know dirt and spray gone 1080 what what i thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest are we not the fan hey let's do this final hour dirt and spray here on portland sports leader 1080 the fan 99.5 hd2 the odyssey app Maybe, maybe sometimes. Not. Who knows? Not always, but sometimes. I guess it cut out right in the middle of our Josh Pate interview, so that was great. That's good timing, you know. Good timing. Right in the heart of the show at seven thirty on a Monday morning. Who needs that to work? We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Let's jump right into it. So Saturday night, you got the Pac-12 showdown, five o'clock on Fox, USC and Utah. And this was one of those games going in. I I had kind of gone back and forth all week last week. It felt like USC. Uh, early in the week, I was all over USC. Then I saw the Utah helmets, and I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a magical night for Utah. How do they lose in those helmets? I'm sorry you lost that. Uh, well, no, I, you didn't let me switch my pick. Uh, you, were, you were pretty defiant that you were flip-flopping no matter what. Okay, then you got to give me my Oregon State pick then, because I switched them both on Friday. No, that's not how that works. Okay, that one doesn't work. Got I it. need you to be worse than me. <laughs> Either way, it was the same record, because I switched the Oregon State pick, and I got that one right, and I switched the Utah pick, and no, I got that one wrong. Keep, keep everything as written down. Uh, that's what I did. It was from Thursday. That's, you know, that's the way it should work. Um, so Utah ends up winning this game. They score the late touchdown. They go for two. Incredible call by Whittingham. Cameron Rising had a great performance. One of the storylines out of this game, though. I love that move, by the way. To go for two, go for the win. Kyle, man, man. he just trusts his guys. He said, you know what? I'm not losing this game. I'm going to try to go win it. And I love that mentality. Could he have lost it? Absolutely. But I love that you're like, we're on the two. Yeah. And I have maybe the, the toughest quarterback in this conference. We're going for it. He had been unstoppable the entire second half. I mean, he was he was dominant. They outscored him, uh, what, 22 to 14, I think, yeah. in the second half. They erased that deficit. And so to get that score was huge. The, the biggest storyline for a lot of folks out of this game was the officiating. And it's funny, whenever you bring up officiating, like we got a text from an official that was like, you guys armchair quarterback, you, you should come out and actually official and see how hard it is. Like, 
It's funny that when, we, when I read those texts, the main reason officiating is not good in football is one simple answer, and that is it's not easy. You're running around on the field watching guys, especially at that level, at the college level or the NFL level. Yeah. It's not an easy job, man. No. That's why officiating is not great. It's because I don't care how much training you have, how much money you throw at the problem. The NFL has more money than anybody could possibly imagine. Their officiating is horrendous week in and week out. Because it's not easy to do, and the solution has always been right in front of everybody's face. It's having a sky judge that has the benefit of instant replay that could buzz down when a call's made the right way or a call's made the wrong way. But what did you, Brandon Sprague, either A, make of that game, and B, make of the controversy surrounding the officials because USC got screwed? Well, first to that listener, like I would say I, I don't think we really said all officials are awful. I just said their football's dealing with an officiating problem, and largely when you watch a game, there tends to be a call. I was at my nephew's game a few weeks ago in Sherwood, and there were a couple egregious calls. And, like, the coach got warned to the point where if anybody in the stands would have said one more comment, the coach was going to get ejected. <laughs> the coach had to turn to the crowd and go, guys, stop. Please stop. stop. Like, Please just stop. be quiet. And I, everybody was upset. I went and talked to a ref to ask him about one of the calls he made. You know what I realized? The ref was in high school. He was a sophomore in high school. I mean, they don't have teams are playing on Wednesdays and Thursday nights because they don't have enough officials. Yeah, they don't have officials, and, and even in the college and NFL ranks, it, it's been a bit of a problem. I've always said this: football it moves too fast, and I think it's so subjective that it's hard to officiate. It just is. It's like basketball. We always get pissed in basketball with officiating. I'm like, good luck determining if Giannis committed a foul there or if the guy guarding Giannis committed a foul there. It's not easy. That being said, to me. I was glad Brock Heward called out the officiating on the broadcast. You don't get that a whole lot. And I tried to get Brock on. I didn't realize he was doing the morning show in Seattle again. So he's back doing that. Otherwise, he said he would have hopped on with us because he was outright on the broadcast saying this is awful. The roughing the passer call that uh, that uh, it took USC an got off on. the board. The first one did. It yeah. took off the interception. And, and you can make an argument seven points on that scoreboard were kind of gifted to Utah because of that call. I won't argue that point. I will also say, USC fan, be careful here. You got the benefit of a lot of whistles in Oregon State and Washington State football games. I didn't, as an Oregon State fan, come into the show and say, well, they only lost that game because of officiating. No, they lost that game because a quarterback threw four interceptions. Okay? Officiating did not help. Officiating <laughs> did not help, and it wasn't great. I'm not going to point the finger at just officiating here. USC was up two scores. Were there some bad calls? Absolutely. Your defense, once again, was a sieve. And you couldn't stop Cam Rising. You couldn't stop Utah's offense. And you know what? You had one more opportunity on the last play of the game. Did the officiating stop USC's defense from getting a call or getting a stop on Cam Rising for two? No. It's poor execution. And so we'll see where USC goes from here. I don't know if I'm going to pick them to beat UCLA yet. But this is what we talked about all year. Teams don't go through conference play in this conference because this conference is stupid without losing a game. And they finally lost a game. They probably, the way they were playing, struggles offensively, struggles defensively, back and forth, hot and cold. They were probably due for this anyway. And so it was a great football game. By the end of that game, I was exhausted from my viewing of Saturday night. And I still had Oregon State to finish. <laughs> that game was still going on. I know. it was. It, it's so funny because... I, the, the point of Oregon State and Washington State getting USC getting the benefit of the whistle against them, this is one of the things that I often caution, whether it's in the middle of a game or throughout the course of the season. Like, eventually officiating is going to break even. Every team in the country is going to get a certain number of calls throughout the year that you're like, oh, my God, they called that against my team. We got totally job. 
And then you're going to get a certain number of calls that are like, wow, we got a break there. Don't say anything. They totally missed a hold. Like, I, I watched that USC game and uh, Utah game on the DVR because I was watching the Mariner game. We were, I was in Sun River this weekend. What's I was wrong with watching you? the Oregon State game. You I just watched there was, the Mariner game over that football I was game. Just, there was so much going on, and I was like, I want to dive into this later. And I tried my best to avoid spoilers, and then I'm watching the end of the Oregon State game, and they give, like, a live score update. Here's Cam Rising's two-point conversion. I'm like, great. Now I know the outcome of the it's game. It's impossible to avoid. It's impossible it. to avoid. But I went in knowing what the outcome was going to be, and then I opened up Twitter, and I see all the complaints about the officials. So it was a funny lens for me to be able to watch the game that way. And I took note. There was a call because I knew the, the roughing the passer calls were going to be the attention getters out of that game. They were pretty egregious. Both of roughing those were the bad calls, calls, man. They were really bad yeah. calls. Roughing the passer calls are bad all over football right now. Yep. Did we need to go back to what just happened in the NFL last week? Right. And now two calls changed the outcome potentially of two NFL games. Like, let's not get into that issue again. But it was funny because I went in thinking, all right, like I wonder if there's ever a call that's going to go the other way that's going to benefit USC that we're not going to talk about. And then I identified it. And I'm watching that game on the DVR at like 11.30 on Saturday night. At, with three minutes left in the third quarter, USC had a 35-28 lead. And this was right after Utah had fumbled inside the five-yard line. So Utah scored 43 and fumbled inside the five-yard line for that improved USC defense. And USC was backed up inside their own end zone. It was third and long. And on third and long, Caleb Williams, they didn't end up scoring on the drive, but he scrambled out of the end zone, picked up a first down. It's one of those like, God, the guy's Houdini. Mm -hmm. Why can't anybody tackle him? They show the replay. What did the left tackle do? Probably hold. A blatant hold yeah. in his own end zone, which for those who know the rule book, know it results in what? Safety. A safety. And the score should have been 35-30 with USC punting the ball back to Utah with only a five-point lead and said they didn't throw that flag, which they clearly should have. It was a clear hold. And this is what I often point out about officiating. I try my best to not be a fan that gets to the outcome of the game and says that's the reason we lost. Officiating right? was the Officiate, sole like, reason for it. Of course, it. there's moments in Oregon football history Dyer was down that we will oh, never yeah. give up on because that was a national championship. It wasn't the only reason they lost that game. Calls will go against you, and they will go for you in every single game that you play, and it usually ends up being somewhat even. You got the benefit against Oregon State. Maybe it was a little leaned against you this weekend. That was not the reason you lost. You lost because your biggest issue on the year coming in was defense in your offensive line. And in the second half, Utah got a pass rush. They made Caleb Williams' life miserable. And you gave up to an offense, by the way, that had struggled mightily for a couple of weeks in a row, 415 passing yards to Utah yeah. without their best weapon. Absolutely. That's why you lost that game. I've only, I think I've had one football game in general the last I don't know, however many years we've been doing this, where I've like blatantly got on the air and said, I think officiating lost the game. And that was the Rams-Saint Rams game. Rams-Saint, end of the game, I, you get I, that call, yeah. I will maintain the opinion till the day I die. You don't throw that, or you, you throw that flag, and the Saints bleed the clock, they kick the field goal, they're off to the Super Bowl. That being said, I, I'm kind of with you. There are absolutely egregious calls. Everybody voices the you know disapproval of the, of the call, like, hey, what are you doing? Roughing calls have been bad in college and the NFL. Did you notice something in the NFL this weekend? I noticed it. How many quarterbacks were whipped to the ground? How many flags were thrown? None. None. These Josh refs, Allen was tripped to the ground, and tripped. they didn't even call that in the, in the Chiefs game. After that Chiefs-Raiders game, I think the NFL got on the horn and said, guys, stop. Stop protecting them so much. Right? And I, I think that we saw that in the NFL. In college, they need to have a conversation. That USC hit on Cam Rising was as clean a hit as a guy is throwing the football, as you can ask a defensive player to do, boom, interception, boom, there's a roughing the passer penalty. It extended it. But it wasn't the end-all, be-all of your game. You had a two-score lead. Even admitting that Utah was probably gifted seven, 
you were still up 14 multiple times in that game. Yeah, and that, that call was so early that it's hard to pinpoint that was the difference in the game because you go to the butterfly effect, right? Like, you don't know if they just uphold that call. What if Caleb Williams throws a pick six on the next drive, know. right? It's a butterfly effect. You don't know what happens. You just, you just, I guess, don't know in that instance. And so, yes, bad officiating for USC, but I'm glad you pointed it out. Holding calls all over the place. When you talk USC offensive line, that ain't a great offensive line. No. They got a really good running back, and they've got Houdini at quarterback. And if you watch tape, Oregon State, probably Washington State, hell, the Utah game, you do what Dirt did. You notice how many holding calls they get away with. They're also undisciplined. How many penalties they finished with? 15? Uh, they had 16? 12 penalties for 12. 93 yards. I mean, that's just undisciplined football. There were yep. some false starts called on them, like, they lost Jordan Addison as well. So, like, there's a lot that goes into that loss. It's not just cut and dry. Officiating cost USC. You were up two scores. You were in control of that football game until you weren't. You can't just look at the officiating. Look at your defense not getting a stop, not executing on offense when you needed to. You gave up the two-point conversion. It just It's not just officiating, guys. That's how football goes. Some calls go, as you said, go with you, go against you. You still got to execute out there. You got to control it yourself. You usually it usually breaks even. And I love your point. Like at the end of the game, no matter how many calls go against you or for you, you had one play to get a stop. And if you get a stop, you win the game. And we're sitting here talking about USC surviving their toughest test of the season, despite a couple of calls going against them and being a firm player in the college ball playoff race. And instead, you couldn't get a stop on fourth and goal and on the quarterback, uh, on the scramble, on the two-point conversion. Utah gets them both. They win the game. I got a couple more thoughts on this. I want to read some of yours at 503-250-1080. We'll dive in a little bit to the NFL weekend because it was a great weekend in the NFL as well. Swag said it was awful. Really? Yeah. I was like, five of the eight underdogs outright won. Yeah, you had some crazy upsets, some topsy-turvy. Like, Tom Brady sucks. Can we get into that? What's going on there? That Bills-Chiefs game, look, I've, I bet the over. That game lived up to the hype, man. That was a great game great yesterday game. in Kansas City. So I'm going to dive into that, some baseball playoff stuff, but a couple more thoughts on USC-Utah. That's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Friends don't dance and if well, welcome back in 820s. Frank's crop dusting me in the studio, so this should be a fun segment. Smells like eggs. Yeah, it just smells awful. We're still doing that? We're still doing that. I respectfully leave the room when I fart during the show. Sprague's not that way. It was an unexpected situation. Uh, You said this fart's going to stink, and then you farted, and then it stunk. You called it. You called the fart. You did the play-by-play. We were getting close to coming back. I didn't have time. You could have easily stood up. Uh, All right, we'll get to the baseball playoffs a bit. A couple of NFL observations. I did want to say I'm just breathing out of my mouth the entire segment. Um, You might taste it. I know. I probably will. (laughs) I did want to to make fun of USC fan for a moment because why not, right? It's fun. USC, it's always good when they lose, right? It's like the evil empire of the Pac-12. I'm sure people feel this way about Oregon. If you hate Oregon, you love seeing Oregon lose, right? When they lose to Georgia. I know my Twitter mentions were filled with people making fun of Oregon that day. I have a theory that this isn't USC. USC fan, this is you're enjoying having a coworker. We finally have a coworker who likes USC. I think you're enjoying. <laughs> no, going. it's not. Well, sure. There's part of it is meringue. I like. I always love having good rivalries with coworkers. But yeah. part of it is also like they're leaving the conference. Like screw you. you this is the death blow to the Pac-12. 100%. I've always hated USC uh, and this notion that Lincoln Riley going in and all of a sudden they're going to win championships. Like the dude never won a playoff game at Oklahoma. His defenses have always sucked. What's plaguing him again this year? You're His not. Ar- you're not terrible. arguing against. I mean, the impact's pretty clear. Oh, they're. Obviously better than they were, but there was this thought when he was hired, like, automatically USC's back to national prominence. And they're very they? they're very good. Well, let's see where they finish. What if they lose to UCLA? What's their best win on the season? Oregon State? Oh, it's or it's probably Oregon State, but I what I would That's say. That's your that, best win on the year with a ten and two season? They should run the table till UCLA. And if they, they should, yeah. If they do that, and let's just say for the argument's sake, they lose to UCLA. I don't know if you can really a ten and two is a pretty damn good year one. I'm not saying the ten and two is a down year. I'm not arguing that. Gotcha. I'm arguing there was a take that this is going to be an like we had we had tweets and t- thoughts on Twitter that USC was going to go undefeated this year. People in Vegas, people in money Vegas, on them like they're not going to lose a game. They're favored in every game. Nobody's going to beat this team. It's like oh, they just lost. So yeah, was it Matt Miller happen. was like if you look at their schedule, they should be a favorite. And I remember yes. going to that tweet. Like, uh, they're going to Salt Lake City in a couple yeah, of weeks. They won't be favored in Salt Lake City. That's not going to happen. I did. I did chuckle though because the, the take I saw from a couple of SC, mostly this was from Morang because he was retweeting everything, everything USC on Saturday. But the thought that this is why bad officiating is why USC is leaving the conference is one of the funniest takes I've ever seen. It has in my entire life. It's all about money. First off, if you think if you think officiating is only bad in college football in the Pac-12, one, you're an idiot. You don't watch a lot of college football because if you talk to anybody from any conference, this is an issue. As we talked about, it's not easy to be an official. If you watch Alabama, Tennessee, there were some horrendous pass interference calls in that really game bad ones. That one affected Alabama, one affected Tennessee, but really, really bad calls that swayed the. The course of that game, right? Gave Alabama points at the end of the half. Took points potentially off the board for Alabama when Tennessee got the benefit of a call. Officiating sucks in in pretty much every conference around the country. It is the equivalent of a live golfer leaving the PGA Tour and telling you it's because they want to grow the game of golf. It's like, no, 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 it's not. That has nothing to do with this. You were were offered a lot of money, and you (laughs) took the money. And I can't blame you. You're in financial ruin uh, behind the scenes at your headquarters there, USC. I can't blame you. Somebody gave you a billion-dollar cash handout, and you said, yes, please, we'll take it. But then you don't get in the aftermath to say the reason you're leaving is because officiating sucks. Like, just stop. That's stupid. I also wanted to ask this, and I don't know if you guys have any ideas, but I've seen a lot of the, like somebody even texted in the last segment, the reason officiating is a problem in the Pac-12 is because they won't address it. Like, 
How do you how do you improve officiating? I think that's kind of my biggest question now is, and I'm, I, what do you want them to do? I feel like we're spending a lot of time today, and it kind of warrants it. But like we're, we talk so much about officiating, I, I I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I I'm telling you, I'm on this uh, opinion for a couple years now. Every year it feels like we expand the rules or we add something or hey, this needs to be included, right? Look no further than protecting the quarterback in every level of football. When you do that, you you open up more subjective calls. You open yourself up to more bad calls. And I, I don't know what you do. Like, when people say they need to put more into it, well, what does that mean? Financially, like, so they need to pay people more? Because you are like the SEC, a conference we don't really talk a whole lot about bad officiating I didn't, I didn't think they had a great day on the CBS national game. No, I also no. didn't leave that game going, well, officials, officials, officials. Whereas I think we're so prone in the Pac-12 yes. that it's like, instead of saying, man, USC, Utah, Cam Rising, two-point conversion call, playing for fallen teammates, USC leading and looking every bit the part they've been hyped up to for most of that game, and then blowing a lead. Instead of that, it's officiating. And I'm just kind of over it. And I think, especially in our neck of the woods, we're more prone to bitch and moan about officiating than we are to talk about some of the moments in football games that can turn the tide for one team to another. Whereas I think in different conferences, they just don't highlight it or, or dwell on it as much. And so it's just frustrating because I don't, I don't think there's a simple fix. No, it's not. You One, you have to go back and it's like, the tax code, you keep then amending rules upon the rules from way back when don't based get political on, on this show, Swigert. a situation that occurs that you don't want to occur anymore. And so you make an amendment or you make this, this, you know. Don't get me started on capital gains. What are we doing here? You're going to piss me <laughs> off right now? Putting a lot of pork into that bill. So Why is there so much you pork? You take $4,000 of my money? The piece is... Uh, you, how you go about, because all the officials are graded, they want to get the best bowl game so they can get some bonuses and stuff towards the end of the season. So if they're graded on every single play, what is the evaluation? How are they going back? And so they will officiate to, just like we all do, okay, how do I you know, get officiated to the best grade so I can get the better game, so I can get a higher pay scale, so I can get the bowl games? What is that process like? That will never be transparent from any league because no. you can't hang those guys out to dry. No. They don't have enough um, in the background so you can just, you know, you can't get rid of bad ones. Yeah, like somebody's texting you holding them accountable, and I get that, but what's your solution? You like can't fire, fire bad refs? Yeah. Then where are you keep... pulling refs from to replace them? Exactly. What conference are you dipping Division in the Mountain two. West? Yeah, I mean, you're going to your own lower ranks. <laughs> Let me ask you, what do you make as a, a, a Pac-12 ref swag? Do we know that number? I think... What's your I guess? Don't, I don't know. I want to say like 2500 bucks a game, maybe okay, 3000 I'm going to tell you guys something in the trust tree I know a guy here. who's a basketball official, but they make the slightly different The basketball officials make like, I think they make around 1000 to 1500 yeah, per game, but per game. basketball officials can do three, four games a week. I, I was going to tell you guys this, and I, I'm now that we're here, I'll just tell you. This is going to sound dumb considering every day we took a microphone on and we got people that listen to our awful opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have thought about getting into officiating for football. They're desperate for people I, I know your that. age. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of this because it's a good backup career plan for me. I have no redeemable skills. <laughs> I don't even know what I do the minute I get fired from this station. I, I This would probably be my only out in life. Otherwise, I'm just going to be a bum. 
I'm too scared to. Because there's something about doing this where I'm like, whatever, a bad opinion. Okay, shocking. Everybody has a bad opinion. Yeah. Doing that job, I've seen it in the lowest of levels. My, my nephew is in eighth grade, for God's sakes. I volunteer umpired my niece's, like, fourth grade softball game. And I saw it on that level. I'm scared. Because, like, you, you're going to have a bad call. You're going to miss something. It's human nature. And everybody's going to blame you. Everybody's going to go on Twitter. Glasses ref. There's a guy that doesn't even officiate anymore who has a Twitter account about how bad he still is. There are two guys. I don't even know their names. I'm not official name guy. But there are two in the Pac-12 that when they call my team's games or I see them on the call, I know it's going to be questionable. The first one was the guy in Salt Lake. The lead guy, whatever his name is, his crew always makes questionably bad calls. And the other guy, I forget who what his name is, but he wears uh, glasses and he kind of looks like Ron Rivera. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, you know I know what I'm talking, talking a bigger about. Guy. Yeah. He's a yeah. bigger guy. Kind of buff. He's usually got the Pac-12 after dark game. Usually, and for a reason. And when he calls the game, I go, "Oh man, my team might get host tonight." And I know that guy's trying, but God bless him. Everybody has a reputation, yeah. and so, yeah, I would like to do well, it. You probably make good money doing it. I'm too scared to do the it. The other thing is, you know, obviously, they you work up the ranks. Uh, it goes back to high school. I'm watching my nephew, obviously, and the crew, one, they're only five-man crews right now. They don't have enough people. There are officials out there who, you know, from a physical standpoint, you worry, any of these guys going to keel over and have a heart attack watching the game? They can't get people in their thir- your age to do it. One, the pay isn't great, and two, the the behavior of coaches and players and fans. I'm not and trying parents, to get harassed by somebody's dad who thinks it's his kid. not worth the it, it effort. Just, it's really no. not, and yeah. it's not worth the money. It's a very thankless job. I'll say that. And I don't know where the money comes from to make it worthwhile. Exactly. Where's it going to come from at the high school level? Because you develop through the high school levels and the ranks, and then you, you move can on. move on to small colleges and that sort of thing, and you work your way up the ranks. And people people of that generation right now, between 25 and 35, that you would hope would be interested and get in, who played sports, who loved the sport, there is no interest and there is no incentive for them to go uh, nope. and take it Um for there, and that's what they got to figure out. This isn't going away anytime soon. It's only going to get worse. I am stunned he's not an official, to be honest with you, Dirt. Like, yeah. I think if he wasn't already working four jobs, he probably would be. Well, yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> he doesn't quit one of those, though. Like, he strikes me as I would be official guy. And, you know, it's not just my age, it's people you swag. It's, you know, you're right well, in that I, sweet when spot. When I was too. in high school, uh, as, you know, playing high school basketball, I officiated little guy basketball, like fourth and fifth grade YMCA basketball. There's really not much to be officiating in those levels. I don't uh, know. I threw a dad out one time, though. <laughs> I was like 14. Yeah, I just, look, this is a problem at every level of football. It's funny that we pinpoint it and act like the Pac 12 is the only conference. I'm glad you brought up that point on the ref, though. I was down at the BYU, the Oregon BYU game. Was he on and that call? He was on that yeah. call. And it was funny because anybody who's ever in a stadium early enough, they do a, a referee mic check was, as the teams are warming up. Mic check, mic check to make sure it goes over the speakers. And Dusty and I were standing on the sideline. And that guy did his mic check. And I looked over and I realized he was the head official. And I literally said to Dusty, does any Pac-12 fan feel comfortable when this guy's the lead official in their See? game? And we just started laughing. It's like, no, we all know that guy. We've known the calls that he's made. The funny thing about all this is like, it's, it's an issue everywhere because it's not easy to do, one, 
And and two, we have the ability now that we didn't use to have. We have immediate slow motion replay. Yeah, technology on in the every broadcast. play to see was it a good call? Like immediate grade, good call or bad call? Oop, that was a bad call. Oop, that was a good call. Or hey, you missed that one. I don't understand for the life of me why we have not developed to a point at college football level and the NFL level to have a sky judge. I don't get it. I don't get it. Put somebody in the booth that has the benefit at home that we all do as fans that can tell you immediately, pick that flag up or throw a flag for that play. You missed a flag. Like you have that ability technology wise to have a television screen in front of you, watching it in slow motion. Like immediately they could say, no, that was a horrible call. Pick that up. You buzz it down. The guy hears it in his earpiece. He says, there's no foul for whatever on the play. And we move on to the next play. You know what his voice sounds like to me listening to it closely at, at Salt Lake? He sounds like the guy that gets punched in Dumb and Dumber through the phone booth. <laughs> Get off the, the phone. phone. He talks just like <laughs> that like guy. guy. And so fair or unfair, it's largely unfair. When he makes a bad call, I want to be like the guy in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> be quiet. Oh, man. All right. Well, I didn't want to turn that into a whole officiating thing. USC loses this weekend. They did not lose because of officiating. They had a couple of calls go against them. That is the nature of life in football. And thank you to people who do volunteer to officiate. Yeah, amen to that, man. It needs to be appreciated more. Yeah, whenever we we criticize officials, I don't want it to make it sound like we think the job is easy. We criticize people who make mistakes. Like if a player throws a pick in the most costly moment of the game, what do we do? We criticize the play. If a coach makes a boneheaded decision to go for it or not go for it or kick a field goal, we, we criticize the coach, right? So that's the way it works around here. It's not an easy job, and we all have the benefit of replay at home. It's very difficult. Put a sky judge in, you fix this immediately. Let's get to a couple of notes out of the NFL weekend. Also, an observation in the baseball world I want to get to as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, you know, when your team's out of the baseball playoffs, all you root for is your rival to not win. So it was fun to see the Padres win this weekend. Padres aren't a rival, huh? Not yet. No, they haven't won enough. <laughs> in your division. Yeah. I don't I, view I them hate, as a rival. I hate every team in my division. The Mets, I don't. the Phillies, and the Marlins and the Nationals. Screw all of them. Yeah, why would I hate the Rockies? What have the Rockies ever done to me? I mean, they've been to a couple World Series. I they've mean, been to one, and they got swept. Yeah. That was a long time ago. People don't forget. It's, have they been to the playoffs since then? 
Probably not. I think they actually have been. I think they randomly went one year a couple years ago, and we would all forget that series. Boy, so you just feel nothing about other teams in your own. You only feel it for the Dodgers, not the D-backs, the Padres, the Rockies. No, I mean, the Diamondbacks have been largely irrelevant for two decades. The Rockies have been irrelevant basically my entire life. I'm upset that the And Braves... the Padres have basically been irrelevant my entire life. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there, but it's still your division. I mean, I have a young... Buddy's kid. Like you hate the Marlins? Why would you hate the Marlins? They have as many World Series rings as Atlanta, <laughs> and that pisses me off. All right, that's true. Like if the like this would Makes change. No sense. If the Padres turn into a dynasty, like they win a World Series this year and they're dominant next year, and they went like then yeah, I'll get there. But they've been irrelevant my whole life. So if they win this year, they don't even need to be great next year. You you still won't hate them? Probably not right away. I'll be happy for San Diego fan. There's good Padre fans out there. there there's they great have fan bases suffered, for all these teams. They've suffered through crap for forever. You don't hate the fans. You hate the team. That that's what. Fans need to realize is like when I hate if I hate the Ducks or the Huskies or the Cougars or the Marlins or whoever I don't hate you. You hate I just me. Don't why like do you hate me? Your t- well, I Stop can name a million me. reasons why. Stop hating me. But I don't hate you, and fans largely overlook that. They think it's so personal to them. I do want to make a comparison between your two teams. So your team uh, lost this weekend as well. The Phillies got hot. Padres got hot. That's your NLCS, and it starts, I believe, tomorrow. But I do want to, I, and I brought this up last year at the end of the season, and I want to make the observation again. And ask the question, are the, are the current era Los Angeles Dodgers the Atlanta Braves of yesteryear? Well, the Braves from 1991 hmm. until 2005. That is a long ass time. 1991 to 2005. They won the division every full season. The only year that they did not win the division lockout was the lo- I mean, they didn't technically not win it because nobody won it. They ended the season. They were 68 and 46. So they would have won the division that year. So for basically 15 straight years, Expos they both were leading that year. Right? I believe the Expos were having a good year for 15 straight years. They won the division basically every year. Yeah. And they had one World Series to show for it. And they were known for that. Like you're there every year. They you went to the- a few World Series. Actually. You went to a handful yeah. of them. Well, the Dodgers have been to a handful of them, too. They've been to three of them. They lost two out of the three. So there's two funny things from the L.A. Times this weekend. The, the Braves, by the way, went to one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. They, they lost in 91, lost in 92, won in 95, yep. lost, lost in 96, lost, lost in 97. Or yeah. 99, 99, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, the funny thing is the L.A. Times had two funny articles. One was an opinion piece, and it basically said before the Dodgers were even eliminated, the Dodgers are so good that baseball should just let them advance. They, they said cancel the postseason and give them the trophy because they were so like, good during the regular season. What are we doing here? And then the, the second very LA take, Bill Plaschke. And I'm curious to hear Swag's thoughts on this. Most disappointing season in Dodger history. Ooh, I don't know about that. Can you name another year where you spent a billion dollars and your team got bumped before the LCS? I mean, they were one of, what, five teams to 110 games all time? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny Can if you, you please go name a, back. Name a season, please. Uh, probably, well, probably that Astro. I mean, the Astros. But but you That's, lost you, you lost in the World Series. Like it's a World Series. You didn't even get to the LCS. I don't know. It was weird watching this team over the course of the season. Even though they racked up wins, uh, so many of them came because the offense just hit you know six home runs or whatever. But you paid for that. Skill set. I understand that, but I was never convinced that this team win it because I, you knew you were going to have to figure out how to grind out some wins in the postseason. Other teams are there for a reason. I, I the bullpen all season long was a was a mystery and an issue to me, and I I don't know. I just wasn't ever fully convinced that they were just 
that this season, as opposed to some of the last couple where I really thought that they were loaded. And Not having Bueller was huge. I mean, losing a starting pitcher like that. Kershaw's nearing the end. Gonsolin was trying to come back from injury. Yeah, the, yeah the, their pitching staff this year with injuries and, and the mess in the bullpen, just inconsistency. I, I was never convinced, despite all those wins, that this was a more equipped team to win a World Series than, you know, some of the teams in the last five, six years. A lot of Dodgers brought up, and I obviously was not alive, 1962, they blew a big, this was prior to even playoffs happening, so it was like oh, best was, team in the American League, best team in the National League went. They blew a huge lead in the final weeks of the regular season. Was that the Bobby Thompson? No, that was shot heard around the world in yeah, 1951, 50, I believe. Right. Okay, so. uh, 62, they blew stop. a big division lead and then lost a playoff to go to the can World Series. Can, can we stop? <laughs> We, 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 we did this in 1952. Cool. When there's like seven teams. Like, I, I'm, I, come on. This is the most disappointing season. I'm sorry. You cannot win that many games and fall short of the LCS and be like, well, I don't know. I, uh, you lost in the World Series. That's, that is disappointing. I don't know where you go from this. Because you could say, well, you're going to get these guys back. I mean, maybe. Isn't Walker Bueller out all next year? Yeah, he had Tommy John. He's going to be out. Yeah, yeah, he'll be out for a while. Yeah, you hope so you Dustin May, who came back, will you know start to. They're going to spend another billion dollars this offseason. I mean, you know that. that they signed Freddie Freeman. They didn't need any. They didn't have any holes in their no. roster. And they signed Freddie Freeman last year. So in the, the question will be Trey. Trey Turner's a free agent. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you going to fire Roberts? But I don't know if you can. Like, how do you fire? I a guy don't know. There's all, the There's a lot of questions about him. Is he too focused on the analytics? Does he lift guys too soon? Does he play the matchups and you know all of those sorts of things? It bit him Is in he, game four. I mean, he went to a lefty against yeah. Cronenworth with a, in a one ball count. By the way, too. Yeah. He let the Almonte throw the first pitch of the at bat. Then he took him out and he gave up the double that. Surrender the I think there would be some Dodger fans, depending on who it was that you brought in, uh, who wouldn't be all that upset if Roberts went. I mean, but it's got to be somebody that you have a lot of confidence in because, I mean, there aren't that many managers that you'd rather have than Dave Roberts. I'll tell you that. He's consistent for the guys. He's good in the clubhouse. Everybody likes playing for him. But there's... Yeah, sometimes he's just a little too beholden to the analytics rather than watching the game and seeing what's going on. Yeah, I just, to me, I don't know. I, I don't mean to pile on for Dodger fan. I know it's tough to, to lose that series the way that they did and win 111 games. What I will say, though, and, and everybody's team has been guilty of this, like the Braves we just highlighted for 15 years were guilty of this. My team's been guilty of this. What, we, what I love about the MLB playoffs, and I think we forget from time to time because we focus on the horribleness of an 18-inning game that nobody scores a run, is the unpredictability of it. And we had, we had a brief period there where the Dodgers won the National League at like three out of four years, and you're like, all right, they're the, they're the biggest payroll, and they're winning it every year. Like, getting back to that point, the Phillies were left for dead. They fired their manager. I mean, they're very similar to what the Braves went through last year. Remember the Nationals a couple years ago that won the World Series when they were like 15 games below 500 in April or May? Like, this is what I love about baseball is that you could have teams that you kind of forget about, and then you look at the roster, you're like, Dude, there's a lot of talent on that team, and they got hot at the right time. And that was the case for San Diego and it was the case for Philly and the NLCS should be a lot of fun. Let's close up with a couple of NFL thoughts. Monday Night Football in a Game 5. Wrap it up next on The Fan. All right, we got a nice little sports night coming up tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's take a look at the poll questions that we asked. Hey, by the way, we're almost at 6,000 followers at our uh, show page, Dirt and Spray. Go, go give us a follow. Almost at 6,000. Uh, Oregon State beat Wazoo, moved to 5-2. and two. What will their final record be? Early results, 58% of people saying 8-4. and four. Yep. That's where I voted. Uh, let's see here. We had one last night. Or, no, this is from earlier in the show. Swag texted us, is spraying the line picks at 9.05 Friday. 
Show bylaws state the uh, picks have to be in before the show's over. Right now, 53% to 46% saying, no, do not let the picks count. Okay. That's where we're at right now. Still I, early. I, I, have, a, I have an idea. I'm going to throw the idea. crap, by well, the way. <laughs> so is you not paying off a bet in almost a year. Um, <laughs> I have a theory that would suggest an idea from a listener. Okay. What if we gave two weeks? We're not going to be in the new studio. We may, may or may not be. But we're to the point where you and I agree. Like, just do this without the music at this point. Yeah. Get it done. You have two weeks, whether that's in the new studio or just singing this acapella. acapella. Live on the air, too. You live on the, live air, on the air. You get a segment where you sing the, the chorus one time and one verse. If you pay that off in two weeks, you get that two-on-one record. Right now, it has been suspended. Oh, a suspended there account. There is no cash out. There no is cash no cash out. in. It has been suspended. You've got two weeks to pay that bet off. Because I'm sorry, if you go through the year without paying that bet off to me and you just dive in and spend $100 on booze, uh, booze for KT, I'm going to actually be genuinely upset. It's ridiculous. I've asked you to do a song, and it's been almost a year. I don't need a big production here. This is not Broadway. No, it is not. I think we do two weeks payoff. You get the two-on-one record, which maybe builds on in the next two weeks to what your record could be. Okay. I'm, uh, hey, I'm supportive of that decision. That sounds right. good to me. We'll look into the bylaws. Look into the bylaws. Uh, Yankees, Guardians, what game five. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Who wins tonight, Yankees or Guardians? Ah, uh, four oh seven on TBS. I game hope five. Guardians. Is Bieber back or not? not Just for Shane. Yeah, yeah. Bob Costas. Bob, Bob really? Come on, Bob. Big Bieber fan. What can you say? I, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. I want Cleveland to win. I'm it. rooting for Cleveland. I think it'd be great. Let's go, baby. And uh, I'm hammering the Chargers tonight because why? I, why not? It's in my contract. Go Chargers. <laughs> Broncos on. Let's ride. No, we're not riding. Are tonight. you gambling on the Broncos, Swigart? Uh, no. No? I no. might take the under in this game if I bet Ooh. anything. 45 and a half is the over-under. Well, there you go. Enjoy the night in sports. If you miss it, we had Josh Pate on the show today. Late kick live. Josh Pate, he's going to be in Eugene this weekend. It was fun talking about Tennessee and Alabama. And uh, his first trip out to Austin this weekend. So go check that at 1080thefan.com after this break. And at 1080thefan, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Call us next. Listen to 1080thefan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.